0: before we get started we normally start these episodes with saying at least one accomplishment recent accomplishment from the past day or the week okay okay so do you want to go first or do you
1: need to think Okay, I can go first okay getting myself some beautiful pre-loved plants uh, to build my own little home garden and I got each one of these plants from women that planted these little pots or saplings or cuttings themselves, and are now giving them away to, to other people. And I feel like I'm really happy about that. So I feel like it's an accomplishment to actually find that and also have like this, this purpose and meaning and have these plants be loved by someone before me.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so, sweet. Where'd you yeah, find yeah. these women? So I went, I've been looking
1: for a lot of like stuff and furniture on marketplace and things like that. And I just got lucky, I guess. Mm. So I'm feeling cool about it.
0: Yeah, your plants look cool. My plants are cool. (laughs) Cool, cool. Cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, My accomplishment is so I'm in Atlanta right now for a business trip and I'm here for a conference. But after I finished for the day, I decided that I wanted to go get some matcha. So yesterday when I went for dinner, I I Ubered to this fancy restaurant really? and I paid an obscene amount of money for food and it was worth it. But I was like, at the end of it, I had left and I didn't call an Uber to go back home. I decided to walk back home because mm-hmm. I, I couldn't justify ordering an Uber after I had spent that much money on food. So I walked back. It was like a 30 minute walk. And then yesterday throughout the day, whenever I had breaks in my conference, if I had an hour, I had 30 minutes here and there, I would, I was right across from the Olympic park. So yeah. I would walk around the park and listen to a podcast episode or something. And so today I really wanted a matcha and I was, it was a 30 minute walk away. So I decided I didn't want to call an Uber. I was just going to walk there. And so I walked 30 minutes, got a matcha, sat there for a little bit. And then I walked to Barnes and Nobles and I got a book because I finished my book that I had brought. I oh, yeah. I brought one book and I knew I was going to finish it on the way here, but mm-hmm. I was—I don't know why I, I was thinking about bringing two books, but I literally read the whole book on the flight over, and so now I needed a book for the flight back. So I yeah, went to
1: Barnes. I you like buy a book when you're on travels, you know? Like, yeah. There, like depending on what your mood is.
0: Yeah. Well, and I love so. Since I moved to California, I feel like I've been on planes so much more than normal, than usual. And so I haven't been able to sleep on the planes like I used to. So I've been reading. And so I finished, I've been finishing so many books because I just go on the planes and I read and I always finish a book when I'm on a flight. And so, yeah, so I have a book for tomorrow, which is cool um, when I fly out, but and then I walked back home after that. So all together, that was like an hour, 15 minutes or something. And then I also was walking throughout the day too, to get to the conference center. And I also got lost at one point. So I had to walk. <laughs> the reason that I'm saying all of this is because I'm in a city, right? And all my life I've lived in the suburbs mm-hmm. and then I moved to where I'm in California, which is quite rural. And Mm -hmm. so as I was walking home today, I was like, oh my gosh, look at me. I'm walking around the city by myself. It's kind of like, maybe I can live in a city and I won't get eaten alive. (laughs) I don't know, it was cool that I was just like, yeah, I was just doing that. I was like a little bit scared because I haven't been in that environment by myself before I've always been with like my friends or my family. So I felt that security. But it was cool that I could go wherever I wanted in the city, walk by myself. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, look, I can handle this. So it's cool because in the future, if I want to live in a city, which I probably do, then oh, I, I have, that. yeah, I have this as proof that I can do it, even though it was like two days.
1: <laughs> oh, no, I think that's a really good experience uh, to have. I think cities can be overwhelming to to somebody if they haven't lived in a big city like I come from a really big city it's like Mm -hmm. 25 people
0: that is overwhelming where you came
1: from yeah it's literally an island right and there are 25 million people and like sometimes I don't even know how that's possible but like I actually would get a bit overwhelmed which is so strange if there were not too many people around like sometimes now I live in Dallas and sometimes when I'm out at about Post 9 p.m., if I'm just going to like get some, you know, a drive or maybe doing some late night like shopping, groceries, whatever, there's no one on the streets. Everybody's in bed. And sometimes that is overwhelming to me or underwhelming rather to me. Yeah. I think it really depends on what you're used to growing up. And like, it's like whatever environment you were thrown into is the environment you know how to deal with best, right?
0: Mm. yeah so exactly
1: this experience that was um something that made you think about what you could do in the future
0: yeah do you have yes. headphones
1: <laughs> or
0: earphones me... you cut out a little bit wait let me go
1: okay. okay now oh
0: yes I can hear better you. much better much better
1: yeah I thought as much like this will cut like the ambient sound as well
0: you know as i'm as i'm solo traveling right now i feel like it's really cool because there's a lot of silence and there's something that this is actually i i spoke about this in my last episode that i posted but there was one moment a couple weeks ago when i was listening to music i just went and got groceries and i was about to come home and cook and I decided to take off my headphones and just cook in silence, which I've done before, which I do a lot of times, but I had a thought that led me to do that because I was enjoying my music, but I had this thought that was like, oh, I'm living by myself. Nobody's mm-hmm. living with me. And I've never had that before. And I wanted that for a while. Mm-hmm. And so I want to enjoy the sound of living by myself. hmm. So I removed my headphones and I just kind of focused on cooking. I sat in my thoughts and I feel like recently that's a lot of what I've been doing Mm -hmm. is sitting in silence and paying attention to what my thoughts are and Mm -hmm. enjoying being alone. Okay. So that being said, then I feel like for a while I have been single, right? Like my last relationship was now, I want to say almost three years ago, like two and a half years, three years ago. So I, I guess because it's been a while, I've been feeling like a pressure, it's pressure that I'm putting on myself to -hmm. be in a relationship, which I, not to be in a relationship, but I guess to like find somebody Mm -hmm. and a few days ago, while I was traveling, I w- I started thinking about what are the similarities between the people that I have dated or pursued, right? There's not that mm-hmm. many of them. There's like two or three, basically. But I started thinking about what are the similarities between them. And I was mm-hmm. kind of looking at what are the things that I didn't like, or what are the things that didn't match me, but that they maybe matched about each other. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to my best friend about it just a couple of days ago, and I was telling her all of these things that I realized. And then she hit me with a different question and like a different mm-hmm. perspective, which was, What drew you to them? Yeah. I basically realized that from that question, things that should be a given, that should be a bare minimum, I'm mm-hmm. when when they do something like that, I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. You know, and maybe it's I don't know if I'm gonna keep this in here, maybe it's because even that, that bare minimum mm-hmm. is not what I've seen from the men in my life growing up. Yeah. Yeah. And so even that is like, oh my gosh, wow, because I remember seeing the women in my life have to yeah. beg for that from the men in their in yeah. in their lives while I was growing up. So then when I see a man who's just thoughtful I'm like oh my gosh they're so thoughtful but thoughtful is the bare minimum right like what about matching me what about matching my I want somebody who's intellectually Mm -hmm. stimulates me I like to think I'm very funny I want somebody who's gonna match that I want to I'm very into self-development and I don't know if you know this but I'm also into spirituality, law of attraction, that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And Mm -hmm. so I want somebody who at least matches me a little bit in that way as well. So then when I'm realizing, oh my gosh, my standards are in hell, basically what my best friend lovingly told me is that even if my soulmate was to present himself today or tomorrow, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be ready for him yet because I still have Mm -hmm. a lot of work to do on myself Mm -hmm. and there's certain things that I need to be able to provide myself with at the end of the day thoughtful is not enough that's just having validation Mm -hmm. and I should be able to I should be able to feel validated in myself without having to seek it from a man Of course, as humans, there's a certain amount amount of validation that we need, right? And that we want. Mm -hmm. I want validation from myself, from my friends, from my family, from my significant other, obviously. But there's also a certain amount of validation. I need to validate myself enough to where I'm secure with myself. Again, going back to manifestation, law of attraction, right? All of that Mm -hmm. stuff that I that I really believe in, one thing that I really believe and that I've been saying for the longest time is that the energy you put out is energy that you're going to get back. I have a lot of really good people in my life. I have a lot of really amazing friends in my life. And I feel like the reason that they're in my life is because I've attracted them into my life, right? Like, the energy that I'm putting out is what I'm receiving back. And so in the same way, when it comes to a relationship, I want the energy that I put out to Mm -hmm. be what I receive, but I'm not putting out the best energy yet, right? Mm -hmm. Because I still have so much work to do on myself. I still put myself down, right? Mm -hmm. I don't validate myself. I don't really understand what it is that I deserve, right? Mm -hmm. I think that I deserve less than I do. And that's maybe why I'm getting less than I deserve. So that being said, I deleted, got rid of my dating app deleted my account not just the app because I found Mm -hmm. that when I deleted the app I kept redownloading it and seeing who liked me you know just for that validation so I got rid of my account for Hinge and then I also had well I didn't get rid of my Bumble account because I feel like if I get rid of that then I also am going to end up getting rid of my Bumble BFF which I don't want to do but I Mm -hmm. deactivated the dating part of it and so I feel like now I'm in this stage where I'm just I think finally, for the first time, I'm being really intentional about Mm -hmm. focusing on myself and about Mm -hmm. focusing on being somebody who's going to show up as the best version of myself so I can attract like the best version of somebody else Mm -hmm. who's going to match me. And we were talking about this earlier. I also, I feel like I want to meet somebody organically. Like I don't want to do it through a dating app. And anyways. So I just feel like I might as well just get rid of it altogether. I just don't want to do it. And whatever happens, it'll happen. I'm in no rush. But as of right now, that's just what I've been trying to focus on. And I feel like being here, solo traveling, and then spending the time that I'm not working, doing things that I want to do, I've been really Trying to focus on my habits as well, because I think that when you stick with your habits, you become more confident in yourself, right? Because you Mm -hmm. feel accomplished. You're committing to certain things Mm -hmm. and you're following through with them. So you're following through on your commitments to yourself. It builds your confidence, it builds your self esteem. You're showing up for yourself. If you can't Mm -hmm. show up for yourself, how can anybody else show up for you? Things like that. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to focus on. All of that. And then, especially, my self talk is shit. It's so yeah, bad. I know. And so, um, I
1: can relate to that.
0: Yeah. Focusing on that and also just taking in podcasts, videos, books, music, anything that mm-hmm. you're consuming, also being stuff that's going to be good for your brain and good for mm-hmm. your thoughts. So, mm-hmm. I wanted to share that with you. I want to know I love your that. thoughts. Thank you like,
1: for sharing that with me.
0: Of course. And I actually
1: (laughs) resonate so much with what you said, right? Like I, when I was in my twenties, I didn't even have the awareness that you do today in your twenties. I guess maybe we were in a different time where we also didn't have, you know, the access to the internet that much or just understand unhealthy relationship patterns because we mostly got most of our information from our parents or school. And they're not your peers, right? So it's tough. And, you know, while I was hearing you talk about how you deleted all your dating apps, which is not something I've done yet. In fact, I just got back on dating apps after really long. But I actually went ahead and did something that I never thought I would do after so many years. I actually deactivated, not just deleted the app, but deactivated my Instagram account. And I actually used Instagram uh, not too much to post as much as I did to like, actually get my information and news you know and and I don't know what happened it could be me transitioning to moving to a new country or me just feeling like now I'm actually alone so I don't want anything to mess with my brain and I just went cold turkey one day I just deactivated the account it still exists if and when I choose to reactivate it so mm-hmm. all my pictures because you know in a way you also like I don't know about you but like I use my Instagram as a like photo stamp memory sort of book right like when I put up a picture I, it takes me back to that memory mm-hmm. you know like a post Um, so I know what you I know what you mean even with regards to dating and knowing who you are but I think having done some of that work myself just due to my maybe old age and more experiences <laughs> in life. I don't think I completely buy the narrative that you have to always be the best version of yourself to attract someone that truly adores you and loves you. Um, yes, you do have to work on yourself and and not be codependent on somebody else for your emotional needs. But I do think as human beings, we are kind of emotionally codependent. Like we're codependent on our our friends and our parents and our siblings, right? Or our cousins or whatever, whoever your unit is, right? Mm. Your people are. So why is your partner suddenly that person that you need to always meet in your best avatar at all points, right? Yeah, I'm kind of learning how to do that also i do i do resonate with what you said about making some similar choices and like having a pattern of like picking people that just don't treat you very well because you kind of don't know your own value this completely i'm on board like work on self worth work on self love but i don't think that i would completely endorse Um, being this, you know, the sunflower that's always facing the sun for you to attract the bees, like we're not flowers, right? We're people and we're allowed to be flawed and still loved Mm -hmm. Uh, just as much.
0: Just to clarify in response to what you're saying, I agree. I think as humans, we're flawed. We're never going to be perfect. And that's something I struggle with. So I'm always putting pressure on myself to be perfect even though perfect isn't doesn't exist with humans because we're inherently imperfect I guess what I mean and maybe so I guess the the wording of showing up as your best self is not correct but what I mean is that
1: to do your inner work like do do
0: your inner work do your yeah I think I I do see a lot
1: of merit in that, to be honest. I do think that also, I think something you said that your best friend said, right? That even if you were to meet that person today, you might not be able to recognize them. And you might, because you might be chasing something that you think is really valuable to you or really shiny to you. And you don't really understand very well. And when I say you, I mean me and all of us, right? Like uh, we don't completely understand very well what we truly seek right because we follow these patterns of like what works for us and and I think to a large extent a lot of my girlfriends too who are also you know we're in our 30s now and like life is different it throws you different curveballs there's also this sort of pressure to, to be married or have partners or have children and more than just like you know find yourself and i think in your 30s what happens is it kind of flips over it becomes like oh there must be something wrong with you mm. uh right or maybe you're too picky or you're too fussy i feel and, like that's that even he's... something that
0: i yeah i i myself have yeah
1: right like all your standards and don't be like such a snob and on on the other hand like your therapist and your best friend tell you that oh you you need to be like be your true self and then other people tell you how you need to be less of who you are so it's it's so confusing right I mean it's it's almost like when someone will be like oh like you know maybe don't have so many like uh, learn how to adjust and then you realize that you're actually a very amiable sort of person, but just because you didn't pick um, a partner yet, you somehow don't have enough merit mm. to be a true compromiser, right? So, yeah. and especially in like brown culture or Asian culture, uh, the one that I'm familiar with, there's always this sort of gender imbalance as well, right, which I, I think is also across Everywhere in the world where I think if if you're a woman and you're very like assertive, you're pretty much arrogant or bitchy or snobbish. But when like a dude is really assertive, he's like really sexy and has it all together. I do think that sometimes I do that to myself as well, where I put this pressure on myself to be with someone because that's what I think I should do right instead of just sort of saying it's gonna come to me so maybe after hearing you actually I was before you actually brought this up with me I was actually thinking I was like oh maybe I'm done with these dating apps you know like maybe I just need to go ahead and keep doing what I'm doing and it'll happen when it happens and then at the same time you know you read these things and you're told like oh you've got to go for what you want and like don't just wait in the bushes so sometimes I'm just like oh my god like what do you actually do you know like is there like an actual like science behind this, you know? Can <laughs> someone help? I think I
0: don't. I mean, I don't think that there's anything wrong with dating apps. To just to be clear. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: I think, I think they're. Like I, I mean, I know. Amazing. I know people. Yeah, I know people who have who are in amazing relationships with people that they met on dating apps. For me, when I say I deleted my I deleted my dating apps, I'm even saying that. There's always circumstances, like you always meet people when you when you don't expect mm-hmm. to meet them. Like yeah. basically the, anybody that I have met in the past, I, they came when I wasn't expecting yeah. to meet Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Right? Actually,
1: you're so right about that. Um, yeah.
0: Granted, there is that. I can't control everything. And I'm glad that I met the people that I met when I did. Mm -hmm. Uh, because they helped me to evolve as a person and grow as a person right like I know I know right now I'm not ready to be in a relationship I'm not ready to date that has been made clear to me Mm -hmm. and I wasn't ready like a month ago when I was seeing somebody but I'm glad that I did that. And I'm glad that I took a chance on that, right? And maybe I, I mean, oh, I of did, course. at that point, I did think that I was ready to, but I wasn't. But, but maybe you
1: are ready, right? Sometimes it's bad timing, wrong time, wrong place, you know. I just,
0: I, I do think when I, so when I was saying show up as, you know, like that whole thing that we were just talking about, what I was saying is I know that I that I have, again, like, I have a lot of inner work to do, I have a lot of, I need to figure out what it is that I, not only what I want, but what I deserve, and I Mm -hmm. think that's the, that's the thing, right, like, I always, I always undervalue myself, right, Mm -hmm. I sell myself short, and I think that the things that I want,
1: I can't
0: get, like, why, why Mm -hmm. am I not deserving of the the things that I want, right, like, if I, I can give everything that I want and more,
1: yeah, right? But for some it, reason,
0: you know? I feel like I can't get that. And so yes. I think that until I Truly believe
1: that you deserve it, yeah.
0: Yeah, like until I really, truly spend the time to understand what my value is, mm-hmm. I'm always going to be selling myself short. I'm always going to be going for people who- don't understand my worth and my value because I don't understand my worth and my value. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I want to, so, so the reason that I decided to do this, that I decided to get rid of my dating apps for now. And then also just in general in life, not really look, of course, go I'm gonna. It basically, yeah, I'm not like gonna just, seek it. Yeah, of course, I'm gonna. Sure, I'm gonna put myself out there in general, right? You know, I'm gonna honestly, do what I want to do. I wanna. I'm not
1: you know, while you're talking about this, I think about like that. Isn't that how we make friends? Like we don't go crazy yeah. looking for them, right? Yeah. Like you don't like go every person. You're just like, oh my god, is this person gonna be my friend? Yeah. is it gonna it's... be my friend? Do you make it to the like friend club? You know, and I, so sometimes, uh, wow, that's actually giving me some perspective right now. Like, why do we do that with? Yeah, people that we might be romantically interested in right there's just or... like
0: pressure there's this external pressure yeah. too right like... like if
1: someone was just your friend you'd be like cool like yeah. we, we
0: up if like if we can be friends
1: we will be friends you know yeah. like cool but like with the romantic interest it's almost like a persuasion yeah like it has to be a certain way and it has to work out or somehow you failed
0: yeah my first relationship oh. We Mm -hmm. started out as friends, right? And when I first met him, I was like, I actually didn't have any romantic interest Mm -hmm. in him when I first met him. Mm -hmm. I was literally, I remember I I called up my friend from home and I was like, oh my gosh, I found my new best friend. And then it became, you know, a relationship. What
1: it became, yeah.
0: Yeah. But it started out as just us being friends, right? Like I, Mm -hmm. we had just like attracted that mm-hmm. friendship and then yeah so I think you're right that's and so that's what I want that's what I want basically because I I realized that it just it happened so organically where it was just like you know you, you trust someone as your friend you can be mm-hmm. yourself and they see you for who you are Yeah. and they appreciate you for who you are and the same goes for them and then you almost con- you get to connect as friends without that pressure so oh this i think it is, like, is. Think it is really and-, true.
1: and you actually get to like each other before you like uh, jump into it or form a sexual or a physical or a, you know an anxiety bond with each other anxiety like you bond. get to know it is it's actually an anxiety bond and sometimes you know i i cross check with myself and say why does sometimes that seem boring to me because uh, maybe some of the past relationship i were uh, relationships that i was in were so like turbulent right and so so wishy washy and so hot and cold that sometimes when something is like a friendship i automatically feel like it's not exciting oh. so that is exactly the self work that i did on myself transitioning from my late 20s into um, you know, my mid-20s into what whatever my early thirties, and, and that is the work that I had to do. How to kind of understand that those butterflies or that sort of feeling you constantly feel is probably a red flag <laughs> all over not you.
0: Always,
1: you know, and that's not to say you should not feel butterflies about someone you like. You definitely yeah. should. Um, but I just I feel like I was conditioned pre predisposed to believe that that's the only way it can happen like if someone likes me they're gonna like show up under my house and like um you know try to get in touch with me even if I block them like I used to I used to think that that is what it was right the ultimate chase the ultimate persuasion and now it's hells are toxic right to my brain but there are still some days where I have to remind myself that we're over that That's Mm. not what we do anymore. Like I literally talk to myself like that. I'm like, we don't do this shit anymore, you know? So eh, someone can tell you a lot of times, but until you really start telling yourself, I don't think you truly believe anything, you know? Like, especially if you're like an intellectual, intelligent sort of go-getter, like that's your personality type. It's tough for such people to just listen. Like if you know, if (laughs) if you feel like, You know, you're pretty much a trendsetter or a leader. And most of us are leaders in our own lives, in our own ways, right? You kind of need it to come from you, for you to Mm. truly believe it. Mm, So So I think identifying those patterns is super interesting and does take a lot of support from like people that love you and like qualified therapists and things like that. And I think that work is definitely worth it because I don't know about getting a partner or not, but you're going to love yourself a lot more
0: yeah exactly and that's that's what we need in life before I started this podcast right like when I first started getting into self-development in general Uh the reason that I got here that I started this whole journey or whatever you want to call it is because actually it was after I came back from India Uh in 2018 that I realized that that. yeah (laughs) hard to forget (laughs) I realized that a lot of the way my life was going I didn't Mm. love was due to a lack of Mm self-love and I think at the end of the day I don't know I I just feel like love is is just it's the highest vibrational energy right it is as somebody who's been struggling with self-love for so for so long right like I realized Uh I was struggling with it in 2018 God knows how long I had actually been struggling with it probably since I was a kid Uh and it just it's just like it is a lifelong journey but and so sometimes I don't know especially when it comes to relationships friendships romantic relationships relationships Uh with family whatever it is when things don't go your way or how you envisioned Uh it to be or whatever you realize that you were taking less than you deserve I think it sometimes can be a little disheartening but then it's nice though to to also be able to look back Mm -hmm. and see where you were even a year ago like I think recently when things didn't work out romantically for me I kind of went back to the same thinking about, oh my gosh, this this is what I accepted and this is what I accepted yeah, yeah, and this is what I accepted. And yeah, yeah, and I'm like how could I I can't believe I did that to myself, you know? Like maybe I did, I haven't made as much progress as I thought. But then you think about, okay, but what did I do differently this time that I ha- I didn't do last oh, yeah. time? You know, or where what, where am I now? And what am I accepting for myself now or not accepting for myself now that I did accept a year ago, two years ago? And I think it's nice to to realize that, that yeah math, like yeah. it's not perfect it's not going to be perfect oh, it's never yeah, going to be perfect you're always going to be working on it but look how far you've come oh, that's yeah. amazing you know and like it's only up from here or maybe it's not up maybe you'll go down a little bit and then you'll go back up yeah like it's and not I linear think this is, you
1: know like we kind of always do a little bit of like an analyzation for everything like oh if my relationship ended i i these are the things i didn't do properly or like these are the things i need to work on or like you know oh my god god like why did i tolerate this and i should have caught the red flags but like a relationship is many things you know and it's 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 two two or more people generally right in relationships so we sit to analyze and i think sometimes you just gotta be like it's something i i've been trying to do it's the art of letting go Mm mm-hmm you know, uh, all sort of like lifestyle gurus and like all books and everything spiritual will always tell you that the beauty lies in letting something go. I think it's one of those quotes that actually my mother used to constantly say to me. And I back then I used to think like she's like, you know, just saying these things. But I think I realized them now in my life where, you know, how gracefully and with how much love can you let things go that are not meant for you? Yeah. Right. Truly defines to a large extent what you're ready to accept and what will yeah. come your way. It's a bit hectic and heavy to remember on a regular day, just doing life. But if you were to grasp that meaning in its essence, I think you'd be able to practice it in times of distress, you know. And I think I try to do it. I fail more often than not. I really do, uh, on, on accepting that theory but I think it's like anything you believe in in life right like for some people it's their faith for some people it's themselves I don't know who those people are they're like amazing people that just believe in themselves all the time (laughs) but you know I think you have to know what your guiding star is like what what do you struggle with and you have to identify that and then work on it
0: you just said so many things that I feel like I want to unpack
1: I know I'm a bit so, deep and wise almost. Wow,
0: you are with with all of your age.
1: All <laughs> oh, my age and my silvers in my hair.
0: Yeah, I also have that's silvers nice in my hair. hair. You're oh, the oldest okay, and I'm we're... the youngest.
1: And then but... and then that's how wisdom flows, everyone. <laughs> that's how wisdom flows.
0: <laughs> so the two things. One, what you the last thing you said about having faith. For me, uh it's been a while since I've said this on the podcast, but I've mentioned it before is that this whole idea of having faith was mm-hmm. so difficult for me to grasp. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because I'm a Virgo or no I'm kidding, but like mm-hmm. I'm a big perfectionist. And I think with that comes wanting control. And it, it's just, it's always been so hard for me to understand this whole idea of having faith because I've always assumed that I didn't understand it because I was like, no, what what I do, my actions directly impact the results. But that's yeah. not true because mm-hmm. we're only human, right? So there's things that that are beyond our control that of we can't even we can even fathom what those things are, right? Like we can maybe take a take a guess, oh, yeah. like, oh, it could be this, it could be this, and this isn't oh, in yeah. my control. But there's so mm-hmm. many things that factor into one single moment in our lives Mm -hmm. right like even one small moment there's so many factors Mm -hmm. into that go into how that one moment plays out and so who are we who am I to say that I have control that whatever I do directly impacts something in this one way and so I think that that's why over time and it's still something I struggle with but over time that has just has helped me understand Mm -hmm. faith right like what is faith having what does it mean to you Mm. yeah it's like having faith in the things that you cannot control right Mm -hmm. that I'm gonna have faith that things are gonna work out for me I'm gonna do whatever I can do but at the end of the day even if I even if I give my 100 percent my 110 percent and something doesn't work out for me then I know that I did what I could, but at the end of the day, there's, mm-hmm. there's other factors that I couldn't control that I couldn't have foreseen that mm-hmm. played their part. And I'm just going to have faith that whatever happened, it, maybe it happened for a reason. Maybe yeah. it's going to work out for me in some other way. Maybe I'll gain something from this. Maybe I'll grow from this, but yeah. I did what and I could. You don't
1: have to have the answers to everything.
0: Yeah. like Not right away at least yeah or ever for that matter like, again yeah. who are we to have all the answers that's another yeah. thing I think I realize that another thing that I tend to do is make a lot of assumptions and everybody mm-hmm. does that right because as humans I think we just mm-hmm. want to have answers yeah. and even if that means making our own delusional answers that may not yeah. necessarily be right yeah. and I think that can be also so harmful for us and our and our relationships with other people and our and mm-hmm. just our lives in general to just it's like we always assume the worst because we're trying to prepare ourselves for the worst mm-hmm. but then we realize that even if the worst really happens we're never yeah. going to be prepared so why yeah. assume anything at all why not just accept that we don't know I don't know why this person isn't texting me back and yeah and that's okay I don't Instead know of coming
1: gonna... up with some some sort of answer right to, yeah. to make sense
0: yeah, just say whatever it is. I don't know what it is. And maybe maybe I'll find out and maybe I won't. And I think that's the whole thing too is one thing that I realized from my first breakup was this this whole like closure thing is such a hoax. You're never gonna mm-hmm. get closure. Oh yeah. And it's the same thing with, you know, making assumptions about mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, you don't know why people do what they do. You don't know what what multitude of factors Another thing I say a lot in in the podcast episodes, previous podcast episodes, is you have one interaction with someone, right? Say somebody Mm -hmm. looks at you a certain way. They look at you a certain way. You don't understand. Like, you're like, why did they look at me like that? But so you come up with your own assumption for why they looked at you like that. But really, at the end of the day, there could be... A happening to them, they experience B as A. This thing is going on. This thing is going on. Actually, they weren't even looking at they didn't even know they were you they didn't even know you were there. All of these things play into the way that they looked at you. Yeah. Right. And And that's all you
1: get stuck on.
0: Yeah, and so you're fixating on this one moment that, mm-hmm. for all you know, has nothing to do with you. Okay, so there's that. But then, oh, there was something else you said that I like. I really resonated with, and I can't even remember what it was. Oh, what? Oh my gosh. Letting go. A... Yes, detachment. So when I first started listening to podcast episodes, I remember there was somebody Mm -hmm. who was saying that you can, you can love something or somebody so much. Right. But at the end of the day, when you die, nothing and nobody comes with you. Yeah. And so you have to learn to detach. You can love and detach, right? Like you can, so, so. I, I forgot who it was. I think it was a, on an on purpose podcast. There was a guest that Jay Shetty was interviewing. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, you know, at the end of the day, as much as they love their wife, as much as they love their partner, if their wife was to die tomorrow, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. life is going to continue, right? Continue, and yeah, like you have yeah. to be able to practice detachment because you know that nothing is permanent in life, right? Something can leave you tomorrow. And then you have to basically be at peace with that. And yeah. that's, that's one thing about, so I, I've been like meditating for, gosh, five years now, wow. right? And that's one I thing <laughs> on and off,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> on and off,
0: but like for the most part, and that's one thing that, that, that's one of the first things that I learned with meditation is this whole idea of detachment. Mm-hmm at the end of the day, what what you want to be is at peace, Mm -hmm. right? You want to just be at peace. When you detach, I feel like one thing that's kind of hard to wrap your mind around when you first hear about detachment is it doesn't mean not caring, though, right? It just means being able to, you can, you you can love someone, you can love certain Mm -hmm. things, you can have goals for yourself and things that you want for yourself but at the end of the day if you don't end up with that then you're able to continue with your life and be at peace and continue mm-hmm. to move forward and it's so it's it's obviously so much easier said than done but I think it just takes it takes again it's maybe a lifelong journey and it takes years and years and practice self awareness, meditation, like all of those things to really be able to practice detachment.
1: But I think I detachment, think- a little bit like to go back to what you said, right? Detachment is a lot of I don't know's. Just, I don't know. I don't know. Not feeling super attached to want to have a reason for everything and an answer to everything. And I think sometimes when you use the word detachment, people get like offended and think you're a detached person.
0: Yeah.
1: Emotionally. And you know, I've noticed that about myself too. I can be so emotionally attached and clingy and all those things. And then I can like a like a true Cancerian, right? Like really crabby sometimes. (laughs) And then I can be so detached. Like even my friends sometimes they're just like, you can be so above it sometimes. Like it it's it's appalling. And I think all of us have that. We have like a little bit of Water, a little bit of fire. So I I like astrology. So I always kind of use that as an analogy. Like we always have a little bit of air. We just need to know how to channelize those things, right? So, yeah. Like how do you just remain detached in a high stress situation or in something that's building your anxiety or like, you know, in something that and mainly like if you get anxiety from relationships, right? Or or like sort of flakiness. Like a lot of people's anxiety is triggered by that, right? Not knowing not knowing is literally an anxiety trigger so like how do you practice the art of not knowing it's it's exactly like I would tie it back to what you're saying about detachment right you just have to learn how to float about it without sinking too deep for for every emotion that you feel and I remember having this conversation with my therapist once who would be like sit with your feelings and feel your feelings and, and while <laughs> I do agree with that a lot
0: Okay, so you remember I wanted to record an episode with you. hmm And I wanted you to listen to my last episode before mm-hmm. we did it. That was gonna be my episode.
1: I oh, recorded wow. it. I'm I recorded
0: truly a future teller. I, I recorded the Feel Your Feelings episode and actually I had a I had a horrible time today because I I went to um the way I re- so I got a new computer. I got a Mac and I don't know how to use it. And so I recorded it on my phone and I tried to export it and do all this crap on my computer. And it's it wasn't letting me edit it. And so then I you know, I had to detach because I was getting yeah. I was getting so frustrated. I was like oh, this. Are is you it. This is not feeling in
1: practice right here.
0: Yeah, I was like, I I was like, I cannot believe this is happening. Like I put in all this effort into recording Mm -hmm. this. I was in such a vulnerable place when I was recording it too. And I didn't feel like doing it. And I sat down and I did it. I I did it without waiting for you because I was like, this is when I'm going to get the best of what it wasn't even good. But I was like, this is this is my raw feelings. And so I was trying to even I didn't even get to edit it because it just wouldn't upload onto my computer and i anyways i don't know why i am saying all of this basically it's just funny that you said that because that was that was going to be my episode before this that's never going to go up now so it's fine
1: oh no uh, so on the note of feel all your feelings we just had like a little bit of literally a theory and <laughs> practice happening I love yeah
0: it. i had to i had to feel frustrated Mm -hmm. right I had to feel upset about it for a little bit Mm -hmm. and then I had to just let it go feel it feel it and then let it go and detach from
1: it take it feel it dump it the
0: only way (laughs) the only way you can dump it though is if you feel it I think so since we're on this topic What I was trying to say in my episode was I think that what a lot of people like to do with their negative emotions is suppress it. Mm -hmm. When you suppress it, then you can't detach from it because it's still in you. It's still in Mm -hmm. your body. You haven't addressed it. You haven't taken the Mm -hmm. time. You haven't spent time with it. You haven't Mm -hmm. even like tried to figure out maybe what the root cause is or why you're feeling like it. Or maybe you just want to sit in it for a little bit. You're just... pressing it down trying to get other things like reason with yourself maybe gaslight yourself out of it Mm -hmm. and then but guess what it's still there and it's festering and it's growing and then it's going to manifest in some other way it's going to interfere with other feelings you have other things that are going on in your life maybe you wouldn't have reacted and been so irritable to this person if you had just felt maybe like whatever you were feeling before that had nothing to do with that person and then you let it go but now now that you didn't address it now it's sitting in there now you've snapped at your mom right
1: exactly like it's like a it's like a deflection and displacement of what you're really feeling right and and i think displaced emotions are probably one of the highest causes of just like mass of frustration over time And then you just become like this person that's just constantly annoyed. And then you just like, you know, you don't even know why half the time. Like, sometimes I realize that it's not just relationships that these things like exactly what you said, right? Like you have to learn how to detach from wanting to do something. Like, you just have to stop sometimes. And I mean, I I also think it depends on what kind of person you are. Some people like really need to get on it. And some people really need to get off it, you know. Explain (laughs) that. Explain it like some people are really so like I think out of touch with who they are and like their emotions right like sometimes mm-hmm. I don't know like some maybe some men that I've dated in the past like super casually or like sometimes even some of my like acquaintances or friends you know
0: I knew um, a lot of people we, in college who were out of yeah, touch uh, you're out of touch so
1: sometimes you just like dude like turn the switch on you know like what's going <laughs> on with you or like um figure it out <laughs> figure it out and and I see that as a person who's always pretty switched on right so sometimes I'm just yeah. like so hyper in touch with all my feelings and like other yeah. people's feelings and like it's super intuitive so I would actually I kind of envy being able to switch off
0: me too but
1: oh my god like I think
0: we, like, we had that yeah, conversation
1: we had a conversation
0: before when like when is uh, self-consciousness this is something i got from another podcast uh it goes without saying where it's like what is self-awareness so much that it's actually making is self-conscious. you conscious yeah, yeah like it's
1: making you like not do your best because you're like so, you're too like, self-aware yeah yeah like and i think
0: your, that's us. like you
1: therapize your therapist okay so that, yeah. <laughs> that's when you know you've got to like just reel it in a bad but
0: yeah well and so but that's something i i like I like to think that I would prefer to be this way than to be, oh, yeah,
1: I, mean, I think they' sensitive, well. yeah, I would rather be overtly switched on than be switched off because I would just like i would I would be so frustrated with myself,
0: well, I, I don't think you'd be self-aware enough to be frustrated with yourself, but being somebody on the other side and seeing other people on the other side mm-hmm. and how, you know, being when you're not self-aware enough, I think you can hurt a lot of people. And that's what I've seen like time and, and time unintentionally, again. Unintentionally, right? Yeah. Unintentionally,
1: you can hurt a lot of people. And and I think, I, I think it also comes down to a bit of empathy. Like if you are just someone that's unable to empathize with people. And sometimes I think it's so. It's a dichotomy, right? Or it's like a conundrum because people that have actually been through some of the worst things are actually people that you would think have a lot of empathy because they've been through it. They should know better, right? Maybe they
0: desensitize.
1: Exactly. And that's exactly what happens, right? Like you become like, oh my God, I went through such like a tough time that I don't, like you become rock solid, yeah. Like you become you toughen yourself so much so that nothing hurts you again. Yeah. Or like takes advantage of you again that you kind of lose the ability to just empathize. We should all feel that a bit. To yeah. become so like self-aware or so strong or whatever those words that are sold to us are, you know, about being like tough and where I think you might just like not be able to identify with people that are struggling you.
0: I think though that I can go first of all where are you oh my god I need to turn,
1: like, lights turn on the light I've become one with my couch not even my couch
0: I'm, right like, I'm like what am I talking to right now just a dark You're
1: to square the, the ghost of my wisdom <laughs> hold on okay okay better
0: thank you yeah well I was gonna say is I do think though that you can argue a bunch of different ways with that mm-hmm. right because yeah. I also think that there's plenty of people who have really been through it and because they've been through it now mm-hmm. that they are hyper aware and hyper critical right? yeah yeah hyper critical
1: is a good word yeah
0: yeah and then so you know like hyper conscious of themselves yeah right so I think that I don't know I think it, it ba- basically it manifests in a lot of different ways uh, I think it's of course I think it's fair to give people grace and understand why it mm-hmm. is that people are the way that they are mm-hmm. but I don't know I I do think you know I I have I remember kind of coming to that that when I was in college there were some mean girls you know mm-hmm. and who hurt people constantly all the time and was the think- name Regina it might as well have been
1: <laughs> right I don't know
0: and you know sometimes it's like yeah you can empathize with them to an extent right and then you're you you can understand okay yeah there's mm-hmm. a reason that they are the way that they are and maybe don't take it personally right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I it's could tough do but,
1: though like it's yeah tough but
0: then at some point lot. you're also like but well, you know this person had it hard too yeah. but they're not treating other people like that so I don't know what this has to do with our conversation I don't know how we got here yeah I know but but yeah I just I I do think that there's there's that too though you know it's like at the end of the day as humans we have to also take care of each other and build each other up rather than tearing each other down
1: oh yeah completely 100% resonate like And I think it's our duty to remind ourselves of that all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, how to just kind of, yeah, lift each other up. I'm so emotional right now. Thanks to our conversation.
0: What are you thinking?
1: I need to eat my emotions. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's my standing joke. And sometimes when someone doesn't get my sense of humor, they're just like, what is she saying? And I'm just like, I can't be friends with you. You're not, you don't get my humor. <laughs> yeah. You know.
0: It's a you know, it's a very particular hu- sense of humor. It is a,
1: it's a very particular one. It's peculiar and particular, but it's how are funny <laughs> to us. I think that's the other thing, right? Yeah. At least like I I think people that know me don't have a choice. They're like pretty much forced into thinking I'm funny. But that that's another thing fake I laugh.
0: Nervous laughter. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> Stop it. Like that's another thing I wanted to say that you know sometimes you have to know what works for you. Like for me, humor, the ability to laugh at myself or the ability to, um, you know, just to kind of take it in the gut. Like I really can. Like, and sometimes I say that out loud. And, you know, also like giving yourself credit for who you are. Sometimes I don't do that, you know, like I'll, when somebody will be like, oh my God, Labu, like, you know, you're saying this. And now I started owning it. I'm just like, yeah, because I'm really funny. I'm (laughs) really. Yeah. Or like, I know how to take, uh, I know how to make a joke at myself and I know how to take a joke at myself, right? So sometimes I think you have to realize what some of your tools are. Uh, You know, like some people it's you, like I would also suggest and recommend highly just healthy tools, (laughs) Right, and I'm yes. not, not tools that incapacitate you, but like yes. for example, I use humor. Like for me, most times when a situation is too heavy, I will instantly make. Um, it's almost like a coping mechanism, right? It's a coping mechanism. I will instantly make a joke, and it infinitely becomes easier for me to deal with.
0: I do the same
1: right, right. yeah okay, so this thought? is a family problem
0: yeah just no i have a... jokes
1: of our problems
0: yeah of course <laughs> there's no better way to handle i you know um when my anxiety was at its worst
1: mm-hmm.
0: which was uh how long ago now like one two years ago one to two years ago that for like an entire year it was so interesting how I found myself. I would pick up the phone. I will call my best friend. Sobbing, okay? Mm-hmm. It's so... And then I would, in mid-sob, mid like mid-breath, I would make a joke.
1: Yeah. And yeah, then I, I would start you, laughing. I,
0: yeah. I would immediately start laughing. And you're and like then, laughing but
1: crying but laughing but crying but laughing. No,
0: and then the uh, on the other side of the phone, it's like confusion but also... But also, they get the humor. Relief, yeah. Right, Relief yeah. Relief that so, this
1: person is still themselves, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think, I I mean, I truly understand that. Because even at my worst, even when yeah. my circumstances, I feel like, everything was at its worst at the exact same time. And
1: you were still able to find a joke in it, or like a yeah. silver lining.
0: Because it it's like, kind of like an escape. It is, you have, it's a definite it's mechanism. Like,
1: it's not... It's not always healthy, but I think it's, it's uh, if extent. you know how to channelize it, and that's something you have to learn, right? You have to learn yeah. how to let, that not become something that you use as an escape route.
0: Yeah, it's the same like, thing we were just talking about. Make a about. joke
1: and let it go, right? Or, yeah.
0: And you know, another
1: thing I realized is not giving people the right to make a joke. Yeah. Because then what happens is they think, oh, you you don't mind being, like, if so something's really serious to you, right, like a breakup or, like, rejection or, like, you didn't get that job or you got yelled at by your boss or whatever, right? Or your boyfriend, like, um, stood you up or, like, said something mean to you. And you can make a joke about it. Like, I would often say, oh, my God, like, he's totally going to wake up and, like, stub his toes. Uh, okay? <laughs> I would always say that.
0: Well, I'd be okay um, if my friends had that, though.
1: Right, exactly. So no, I mean to say that that that's 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 something that you can say externally about. It's at their expense it, not you know? yours. Exactly, but I think to let people make a joke about your situation, like, oh, like you know, people will make casual comments, oh, yeah, like with you, it's always like that. You'll always have like you pick the choiciest men, and that's not a joke. That's, that's a taunt, yeah, right. But like I don't mind saying it. I'll be like, oh my God, me and my taste in men, like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, like, where do I get a new, like, taste buds or something? Like, I can say that.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? And I think that's that's boundaries. To, to know that someone is actually not making you feel good but taunting you. And then doing it very, like, using your joke to kind of, you know, make you feel crappy. And yeah. uh, that took me some time to realize as well. And sometimes, most times, it's people close to you. Like your family will do it. Family yeah, will do it the most. They, they do it the most, right? And they make a joke. And then you realize over time that they actually mean it. This is how they think about you. Yeah. You gotta like check people and ask them to SDF you. Well said. <laughs> right. <laughs> Politely and gently, SDF you please.
0: That's interesting that you bring that up because I actually, so I had recorded an episode with one of my friends from, Mm -hmm. Uh, when I was living in Sherman and it never got we got so distracted it ended up being like three hours long and so it never got posted because I just couldn't make it through the editing process but it was all about you know taking not taking yourself too seriously yeah and it was it was a really interesting conversation I just wish I would if it wouldn't have been all over the place I wish I would have been able to post it because what I had realized was that I actually for me, it wasn't. So So I kind of go back and forth. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I don't think that I ever really took myself too seriously. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit to a fault because what happened mm-hmm. was just me having the personality that I have. Mm-hmm. It's easy to kind of make fun.
1: Yeah. And, to take everything um, light.
0: Yeah. But then I, I just remember like at one point, I had like a little bit of a breaking point where I was like, okay, wait, this isn't funny anymore. And that's when I kind of realized that I actually had to shift. It was, this was like two years ago, beginning of COVID. I remember there was a specific trip that I had where I was like, this isn't, wait, wait a second. This (laughs) This isn't okay. okay. Yeah, this isn't okay. And I need to start actually taking myself more seriously and and creating more of a boundary there,
1: right? Boundaries for sure. Boundaries if somebody says something
0: us. that isn't okay i'm not gonna laugh it off like i have before
1: and let them think like oh we can say anything to her or like, exactly she,
0: does,
1: she, she doesn't respect herself so we can disrespect you
0: exactly and it's good like i think you know as you get older you mature things like that happen right where you're like okay i, I don't have to take myself too seriously yeah. i don't want to because i know that that's yeah. like a burden i'm putting on myself but i also know where to draw the line and say like this isn't okay to say and, and i think only
1: we can lay those boundaries you know and 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 sometimes you have to teach people how to respect you yeah right because it's not always easy like not everyone gets the memo
0: yeah exactly and i don't and think it has to it's be okay. yeah i don't think it has to be a big thing You know, like, I don't think somebody says something and you you make a big deal out of it. I just think, for example, if people used to say, you know, X, Y, and Z as jokes, right? And I even if I was offended, I would laugh. Mm -hmm. And then I found that later, then, like, when people said things, I was like, okay, that's not funny. And I'm offended by that.
1: Yeah. I mean the boundaries, right? Like some you're putting the boundaries out.
0: Then I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be like, what? I don't (laughs) What do you (laughs) You just say? Like like, I don't I don't understand what it's not directly calling them out, but it's also kind of being like, Are you taking a selfie? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I wanna remember this moment of us talking about this.
0: You wanna know? I, I have a list actually for us that we made together for episodes that we were supposed to do. Oh yeah. Yeah, you want to hear it? Yeah. Assholes, heartbreak, authenticity.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I feel like we've learned assholes. Oh Cultural. Every
0: episode
1: talks about some Navigating
0: <laughs> Every conversation talks about some assholes.
1: Of course.
0: Gosh, but they really, like, they do surround us sometimes.
1: I mean, sometimes?
0: All the time, right? There's at least I'm one. asshole I like. There's always one. I can't say I'm an asshole. I'm not an asshole. No, I'm not. I'm am. not super
1: like you know. I'm not. I'm not what you would call. <laughs> okay, you are very sweet. Okay,
0: N- that's don't let you, anyone sweet.
1: tell you otherwise.
0: I'm very sweet to you. <laughs> Go ask my mom. Oh, parents mom, don't even my qualify. Mom's t- my mom's gonna yeah. tell you I'm an asshole. My yeah, my yeah. even like I can I can roast people. I'm just you're older than me I have to respect you you know oh you. and your mom is just like totally younger <laughs> my mom is the youngest
1: yeah that's true she she'll she liked like to hear that. I yeah to she'll love her.
0: that okay guys sorry we had to pause we had some personal things to talk about
1: yeah off the record
0: <laughs> off the record yeah but we're back so sorry if this is like an awkward transition Talking about family members, but honestly, this goes for everyone. This goes for family, friends, relationships, everyone. Okay. This this whole idea of and okay, this is this is about like setting boundaries again. This goes back to understanding your worth, knowing your worth, and not taking less than what you deserve from Mm -hmm. people right i had a conversation recently that was i basically i i did the math right i said okay so we have how many how many minutes we have 10080 minutes in a week okay mm-hmm. and if somebody can't find 5 minutes to give you a call there has to be a little bit of a reevaluation Right. Yeah, and Especially like someone in an who's... emergency
1: situation i can get that right i can understand yeah. like you suddenly had to go like put out a fire or there was an earthquake or like there was some god forbid terrible incident that happened okay get it but i would like to say that people like literally in emergency services you know it's one of those things i i read somewhere where one of the presidents of the United States had enough time. Like the president had enough time to have a full-blown affair. <laughs> <laughs> right? While he was like president in a very precarious time. So what is your excuse?
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. What is your excuse?
0: Yeah. I think I you think- have
1: to know when it's excuses and when it's genuine.
0: Yeah, I think exactly. You know, at some point you have to realize that it's not that somebody's too busy. It's that they don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to. No. And then, I don't know. I I think that that just goes under this whole idea of understanding what your worth is, right? And it's hard sometimes. I think sometimes, it's also, right? With like making excuses
1: sometimes, you know, like, oh, yeah, maybe they, yeah, like, maybe they Make excuses really for them. Like, sometimes I do understand understanding. Right, you know, sometimes you can just slip I your understand mind, understanding the most. Right. Yeah. I understand like, it the most. <laughs> at one point you're just like, Yeah, this person's messing about, you know, like Yeah.
0: No I don't think I don't think it's fair when so this is this is an issue that I've had. Like relationship wise, this is an issue that I've always had. And again, ex- I've had extensive conversations with my best friend about this. I'd love for you to meet her.
1: Yeah, I'd love to do that, actually. Best friend, let's meet.
0: Yeah, okay, let's meet. I mean, you met all of mine, so I, it's only fair that I... Meet oh, was so long ago. Okay, They're yeah. Still I the do.
1: same. I didn't make any new ones Okay, so. cool.
0: I've had this conversation pretty extensively about how I personally, again, as a result of who I am, what my background is, how mm-hmm. I've grown up, you know, um... Mm-hmm. And you could probably see this even with the way that I deal with my family, maybe, is that I am too understanding.
1: Yeah, that, and, that, that's true.
0: And at my own expense, right? I give people a lot of grace. I know that, you know, other people aren't perfect and I'm also not perfect.
1: I think not if that, you know that you're a reasonable person and a pretty understanding person, like some yeah. people are actually unreasonable, okay? Like they want people to like text all the time and they
0: call yeah, all the time. I'm not unreasonable. unreasonable. Exactly, and
1: when you know that, then don't, like, I think the trick is to not second-guess and self gaslight.
0: Yeah, which I do. I do too. (laughs) um, (laughs) Good for us. I do think that, so what I've been told is that I'm too understanding, and it comes at the expense of myself, my happiness, and then, of course, my self-worth, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you are too understanding, people can take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. They can see that they can kind of push you around. They can give you less than you deserve, mm-hmm. make excuses and get away with it. And then you can yeah. also make excuses for them. And at some point it's at the expense of yourself and you can understand I'm all for, I love, I love, love. Okay. I love loving mm-hmm. people and I love loving people from afar when I realize that somebody isn't serving me, mm-hmm. right? That this relationship isn't serving me and that I'm not growing from it, but I'm shrinking from it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's taking you know? away from you instead of giving Yeah. You.
0: Exactly. Then then I can, you know, it's it's draining me, it's exhausting me. This is this is actually when I wanted to press record and I forgot what I was gonna say. Now I remember mm-hmm. is It's crazy how much anxiety can just exhaust the shit out of you. Oh
1: yeah. Like
0: I, you know, like I can even think about so many times when okay, there's a significant other, right? Or like somebody who you're seeing who for me it just it just so happens they just kinda like stop. They decide that, you know, like let's not talk as much. Let's let's talk bare minimum. If even that, like let's just be acquaintances. You just stop hearing from somebody. And gosh, I hate I hate saying this stuff on the podcast because it's just it feels so vulnerable. But
1: Aww. um But that's the whole point, and that's why I love this podcast because it's all about your vulnerabilities that make you yeah,
0: that's true. Thank you. So I'm gonna keep going then <laughs> and just push through the discomfort. Mm-hmm. I think what happens is when you are very understanding of other people and you're very empathetic and then you also care about another person Mm -hmm. you make excuses for them and then you take whatever they give you even if it's nothing even if they're taking from you right Mm -hmm. and it's so exhausting when you're not you have like basically next to no contact with them but but you're supposedly like in a relationship you're supposedly Mm -hmm. like with them
1: supposed to be in this yeah
0: yeah like there's been no there's been no discussion of oh let's not do this but then but we're acting like let's not do this Mm -hmm. right and so I think that I found I have found to be so draining even and it's crazy right because it's like okay but they're not taking up a lot of my time technically because I'm Mm -hmm. not talking to them every day I'm not spending a lot of energy on them or Mm -hmm. you know with them basically Mm -hmm. I'm not spending a lot of energy with them every day but then why am I so exhausted
1: feeling so fatigued yeah
0: yeah and that's what I realized you know most recently is like after this most recent thing whatever it was ended where I was like wait why why do I feel so energized why do I feel like I'm not anxious anymore Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right and I feel so relieved even though for the past two weeks I haven't even I've hardly been in contact with them you know but like still I feel like there's some sort of a relief and I even felt that with the last one it's like I felt a relief even when I wasn't in contact with them because you realize how much their energy is weighing on you and taking away from from you and like your your anxiety is taking away from you right recently over the past three weeks now it's been three weeks officially it was almost immediate where I was suddenly I was like oh my gosh wait I feel so much more energized Mm -hmm. right because I'm not feeling sad I'm not overthinking all the time I'm not being anxious all the time I'm not like subconsciously subconsciously kind of adjusting to their schedule or like subconsciously being by my phone or whatever. I'm suddenly, all my time, all of my energy is back on me. I can do whatever mm-hmm. I want with it. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started, I started doing boxing. Like I started doing my yoga challenge. I started cooking again. I spent all of this time that I didn't even know I was spending yeah. all this energy. I didn't even realize I was spending on another person mm-hmm. who was not giving me anything back. Mm-hmm. I was pouring it back into myself and then I realized that, oh my gosh, I have so much that I can do. Honestly, it was kind of like a little bit of a of being just sad and depressed for mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks of the situationship because I was having so much trouble and it w- it took so much energy for me to do things for myself. It's like you have to show to, like, up, for yourself, right, yeah, like, up
1: for yourself, right? Yeah, and I couldn't. It well. was so
0: hard for me because I was mm-hmm. I was trying to show up for somebody who wasn't showing up for me. And then Mm -hmm. suddenly now I'm like, okay, yeah, I can, I can show up for myself. I can, and it was, it just became exponentially easier. I think it's going to be when I find my person, like my soulmate, they won't pass me by.
1: I I, so agree. Like when you meet that person, like not just the people, right? Anything, nothing meant for you ever slips you by. Like if I could get a tattoo that says that that was not so long, I would. (laughs) Ah maybe i'll just get a frame and put it on my wall instead of my body but like nothing meant for you will slip you by
0: when that happens it won't be draining you know it'll be energizing if anything and like it'll just fit i think it'll fit into your life Mm And that was another and you thing, realize so,
1: why so many things didn't work out with so many other situations and people. Yeah, you
0: know? it wasn't meant to be. I think about this a lot, especially recently with the most recent thing. I'm like, oh, what if I would have done this differently? Or what if like mm-hmm. we would have done this differently? Or what if this would have changed? And I always came to the same conclusion, which was wouldn't have worked out. I still mm-hmm. would it still wouldn't have worked out. Mm-hmm. It's not meant to be. I think that it happened for a reason. But then it also went away for a reason, and so I'm grateful that it happened, and then I'm grateful that it ended. That it's
1: ended, yeah. Yeah. I love that.
0: Yeah, and it it happened when it did, and it ended when it did for a reason, and so I'm grateful I feel for like that. Had,
1: I didn't even know that this conversation was something I needed until we've like had it for so long. I just <laughs> feel I was having like such a whatever whatever day, like emotionally fatigued, and now I just feel I feel good fatigued, you know now. Yeah. I feel like I'm feel lighter and I feel more resolved and I feel like you know it just it's just like I'm going to sleep tonight with like not a clouded mind just like super relaxed. Yeah. So I'm really happy with it. There.
0: Oh cool. Okay, well, we both have to go. Uh, I have an early flight to catch and
1: unfortunately,
0: I know unfortunately because we could probably keep going for a few more hours. Yeah. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> But if you have any thoughts on this episode on like the many things that we've covered, then we'd love to hear your thoughts. Mm -hmm. You can reach out to me at The Glowing 20s on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate and review the podcast.
1: From the glowing twenties and the glowing
0: thirties. The glowing yes, the glowing twenties and the glowing thirties have, exactly nice. have collabed. Have collapsed. Thank you. This. I had
1: such a good time having this conversation.
0: Thank you. Thank you for being here. I also really enjoyed Thank this. Always.
1: Gonna, Can't wait for our next
0: one. Yeah, our next one. We're gonna have some more wisdom spilled. Yes. Okay, so talk to y'all next week.
1: Bye bye. Always.
0: Bye.